Hey girls and gals, I'm Shelby. And I'm Annalisa, and this is She's, She's Too Loud. Uh, now looky, looky, looky here. Yeah. Listen up, all you dorks and geekers. Uh, turn up the volume on your buds and speakers. Two girls, fresh pair, like genuine sneakers. Breath of fresh air for you goons and freakers. Just two girls, too cush, too good to be shush. Two queens, two clowns, she's too loud to turn down yep. if it's too yep. loud, y'all, then I definitely mean it. Yep. These ladies put the G in feminine genius. What? What? For to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And you know me. You actually know me. A woman of no distinction. You should have said it like they do in the in the video. For to, to be, be known, known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And you know, know me. You actually know me. <laughs> uh, I love that poem. We're we're gonna talk more about that yeah. poem later. But, but welcome back, welcome everybody. back, guys. It's nine thirty a.m. <laughs> right and early. It's so funny. Um, I feel like we've been doing episodes like with people for a while yeah. now, and so it's funny. Like that, it's just the two of us this yeah. week. I like doing ones that's just us sometimes. Me too. But it's I easy. also love our collabs. Yeah, I love our collabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <totally> crickets. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so welcome back, everyone. Let's just jump into our weekend update, and then we'll get into our topic for today, which is a wonderful one in my my opinion. Um, (laughs) So my weekend update is that my sister's wedding was last weekend, three out of three. Three for three. Three for three. Um, And it was absolutely wonderful. It was a beautiful weekend. Like, the weather was perfect. Um, Everything went according to plan, even though, like, I feel like weddings are such a, like, frenzy, and um, you're, like always worried like oh something's gonna like we're gonna forget something or something's gonna happen but um it was absolutely beautiful Aubrey looked stunning mm-hmm. Omar looked handsome um we had our the Catholic ceremony and it was just fantastic um and then oh my so gosh and then the reception afterward was so much fun because the reception was like an awesome mix of like Egyptian culture and Egyptian weddings uh-huh. and um and then like Louisiana and Catholic culture and Catholic weddings uh-huh. and things like that so um, it was really, really fun. We had That's a great so time. Cool. I, my legs were like so sore for the last, like, <laughs> so from Saturday to like yesterday, my thighs were so sore. One from being in the heels uh-huh. and two from just dancing in the heels because after we like yeah. got, I was like, I'm going to take them off as soon as I get there. But then I forgot <laughs> about it cause everything was going on completely forgot. Um, yeah, we had so much fun dance so, so cool. much. Yeah. It was so nice to see all of my family. Uh-huh. Um, and it seemed like Aubrey and Omar had just like a great time. And now they're in Hawaii for Ooh their honeymoon. La la. Ooh la la. And last night, well, they went on a drive in a convertible, which is like something Omar <laughs> really wanted to do. Um, and I don't know if this was like on the same drive, but they went to a volcano last night, an active oh. volcano. And they got to see like, la- I guess lava. I don't know. I've never seen a volcano before, but, um, it's really beautiful because you can see like the orange light uh-huh, in the dark. Uh-huh. So that's anyways they're having so much fun pray for them pray for their marriage yeah um but they look like they're a picture of them i think that's a great idea (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) but that's all for me okay (laughs) my weekend update i this weekend did a bunch of different things i hung out with some friends on friday and we um just talked for a while had some appetizers and um yeah it was so fun and then Saturday on campus, there was the fall frenzy. Did you hear about that, Shelby? I didn't hear. Well, I didn't go, but I knew that it happened. So fall frenzy. <laughs> it was basically just like, I don't know, hanging out outside. Yeah. But they had this band play, and it was Scythian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
what is Cynthian? You might Scythian. You not Cynthia. Not Cynthia. <laughs> not Scythian. <laughs> Scythian. Um, and what you might ask? What are they? I'd love to tell you. There's some like Irish jig band. Yep. I don't. I don't know what what they're really considered, but they are a An lot. Irish of fun. jig band. <laughs> they are a lot. A lot of fun. Yeah. At first, you're like. I don't really know what I'm feeling about right. this. And then like all of a like, sudden you're like, react. yeah, but then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I kind of love it. Yeah. And then like the crowd's like going wild. They're so cool. Mm -hmm. Like they went to Franciscan. So it was super fun. Like they yeah. were, um, yeah, like talking about some random stuff and it was <laughs> a great night. It was very like last minute that I was like, oh, I guess I'll go. And mm -hmm. I was so glad that I did. Good. Um, yeah. They usually do something fun for that. Yeah. It was so such a good time. Um, and they were like, we're going to Ireland in a couple of weeks. Who's coming with us? Like, you oh can, my gosh. They have like an Ireland trip planned that you can like travel with the band and stuff. So cool. If it was Whoa. like Ireland of next year, maybe. Then maybe. But two, it was like two weeks from now. No, I can't. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I can swing that. I don't think so. Um, but anyway, oh, so yeah, great. that was my Saturday. And then on a final note that I would love to share, <laughs> um, Margaret, our my roommate and friend, and Shelby's podcast. Ex and podcast. Yes. yes Margaret, <laughs> Margaret. The Margaret. Her. Her. <laughs> we impulsively decided Sunday night, late Sunday night, to buy tickets to go see Judah and the Lion in concert um, in Cleveland, which is, yes, two and a half hours from where we are. <laughs> and the concert was Tuesday night. So that was actually two, two nights, nights ago. ago. Um, but... Yeah, we bought tickets. A bunch of we had like a couple friends that also bought tickets. We drove out. Mm -hmm. um, after fees, the tickets were twenty three dollars. So the tickets themselves, sixteen bucks. Yo, so good. And um, so we go. The national parks is opening, and they were so much fun. Like the mm -hmm. national parks were like, they they could have <laughs> been the main event. Honestly, like they weren't better than June and Lime. But so like the opener band is called National the Parks. National parks. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. At they, first, I was like. The concert was in a national park. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're they're like they're kind of small right now. I think they're really gonna yeah. blow up. They have cool music. They're Mormon. They're from Utah. You know nice. the whole the whole shebang. Yeah. Um, they're really cool. And so that was awesome. They got the crowd like hyped up for Judah. Mm -hmm. And then when Judah came out, like uh, it was out of this. I'm world. so jealous. And like I took some videos and I was like trying to show people and it just like doesn't do it justice. Mm -hmm. Like live music is just so different when you're there. And it was a crazy, crazy experience. Mm -hmm. Like by the end, like all of us were just like, oh, it's like oh that gosh. was crazy. I love that. So that was a really awesome night. And I normally am not one to do super spontaneous things like that. And so I was just like very thankful that I was like, yeah, yeah let's do it. That you did it. Yeah. And it ended up being like so good. And so that's my weekend update. <laughs> what she didn't tell you is that she literally brushed arms with Judah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't just brush arms. We brushed bodies. Like, <laughs> so during um, Take It All Back, which to infringe copyright, of course, it's the one that goes, of course. Uh, take it all back. Take it's it all like their back. most popular song. Yeah. yeah. Like if you don't if you don't know June Line, you probably know that song. Even if. Yeah. Yeah. It's like their classic. Know. And so, of course, the last song of their set before the encore, they did um, Take It All Back. Mm -hmm. And he like took the mic off the stand and jumped into the crowd. It was a super Ugh, small venue. Amazing. Um, and so he's like going around and like where like me and my group is, like we're like standing there and like he's by us for like a long time, like mm -hmm. jumping around, dancing with us. Our bodies like, like, I don't even, yeah. I don't know how to, it, <laughs> he, it sounds he like. Passed like yeah, you, yeah. He passed by me. He passed by me twice. <laughs> Our like eyes were like eye to eye. He has the most, Oh my gosh, y'all are gonna, oh well. He has like, the most like intimidating <laughs> eyes ever because they're oh, no. so crystal blue. Like, you have crystal blue eyes. I know, but maybe Ab he was thinking the same Abigail, thing. He was like, "Dang, yeah. those eyes." <laughs> Abigail told me that um, she doesn't think that my eyes are scary blue. 
But okay, I think that his fair. eyes are. They're like I, that blue. Yeah. But I've been told that like, like, I forget who said this to me, but multiple people have told me before, like, they're scared to look me in the eyes sometimes because like my eyes are really so blue. I've never been scared to look you in the eyes, but sometimes you're like, especially out in the sunlight and when you're wearing like certain makeup, your eyes shine like so blue that it's, it's like striking. Yeah. Like, that's what I felt about yeah. Judah that I was like looking at him and I was like, cause he has really dark hair right now. It's like black almost. And mm -hmm. so like the black eyes with like the bright Dang, light blue yeah. eyes, I was like, I'm kind of scared, but like in a good <laughs> way. <laughs> in a good way and i oh shelby if you had gone it would have been i know i couldn't yeah Ugh. shelby couldn't go because she was being a good student and <laughs> she just couldn't miss class which fair enough yeah <laughs> and yeah and i had some appointments but yeah. anyways but um but next time annalise has had a great concert streak that's all i'm saying yeah two seriously. concerts both amazing yeah services <laughs> and now this like i don't ever think i can like go down from here stop it right you just have to keep seeing good things yeah okay yeah Cool. But that's my weekend update. Shelby, what's our topic today? Today we're going to talk about the woman at the well. Woo! Yay. <laughs> she is literally my hero, first of all. But um, mm -hmm. this is like a – so this is from John 4 in the Bible. And um, this is a passage that's, like, spoken to me, like, quite a lot over the last couple of years. And, like, when I find that my prayer is dry or that I, like, am looking for, like, comfort in prayer, I always come back to this and um, – Probably at this point I could like recite from memory that one. <laughs> and I'm like, one thing I'd like to work on in my life is like reading scripture more and, mm -hmm. you know, like being able to like refer to scripture more. But this is something that I just like think about a lot and maybe even to the point of exhaustion. Like whenever it comes to like doing talks or um, like reflecting on things, I'm always like woman at the well. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just so it's just such a beautiful passage. And um, leading up to that, we're just going to talk a little bit about like a common theme in the Bible is the special love that Jesus had for his disciples that were women. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just like you, you can see it all throughout. I mean, you can even see it in the old Testament, like that um, there's this special love that God has for women. And yeah. So any thoughts before we jump into like the ladies? The nitty gritty. Um, yeah. I, I'm super pumped. I also, I don't even know if like devotion to, this story of the Bible is like the right word, but like, sure. I also like constantly come back to this. It, it's like one of those stories that like it, it always makes me tear up and yes. it, it's so moving to me. And I feel, I feel as though it, it's so easy for me to like put myself into the story. Like I, I don't know yes. if maybe it's just cause she's a woman, maybe it's just cause it's like relatable, but mm -hmm. it's so touching the way that like the Lord works through her life. Mm -hmm. And I love like learning about like the details of the story and like all the things that were like going around in the background and like all mm -hmm. these like deeper meanings. And so, yeah, this, this story in the Bible has been like radical in my own prayer life too. So mm -hmm. I'm like super pumped to talk <laughs> about it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so before we jump into like more details about the woman at the well and, um, you know, like uh, stories about her and things. I just wanted to bring up a couple of other places where we can see Jesus like being intimate with women and like really revealing his heart and allowing them to reveal their hearts to him and to be vulnerable um, by coincidence, but not really coincidence because it was a very common name back then. Three of those people are named Mary, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> as are like hundreds of girls at, at Franciscan. Yeah. I feel like it's funny because when I'm telling my family stories about things, I'll be like, so there's Mary who works at the office, Mary, the intern that I work yeah. with, um, Mary that I met the other day uh -huh. and also this Mary. And, and then I'll be like, anyway, so everybody yeah. I know is named Mary, Everyone's but, Mary. Safe but we bet. love it. We yeah. love it. Um, and then actually I also recently met one of Omar's cousins and her name is Mariam, which is like oh. what 
yeah, what Mary would be like pronounced in Arabic. And mm-hmm. um, so, we, and that's uh, when, when like a Muslim person refers to Mary, um, her name is Mariam in the Quran. So mm-hmm. um, very cool stuff. So I know a lot of Marys. Anyways, nobody asked. Um, <laughs> but beside the point. <laughs> that's beside the point. But yeah, just to start off, like we have Mary, the mother of Jesus. And mm-hmm. um, he, I mean, he probably knew her better than anyone else. And she probably knew him better than anyone else, um, you know, besides like God's father. But um, he just had so, so much tenderness for her and like, um, even, like the thing that comes to my mind is when he was walking to Calvary that he stopped and, you know, looked at his mother and had words with her and, um, like how special that must've been for her, especially as like she was suffering so greatly. And so was he, but he stopped to talk to his mother and, um, mm-hmm. comfort her on the way to his death. So, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm thinking about, um, when I did the Franciscan mystery players, which is mm-hmm. like a meditation on the living stations of the cross, but there's like the scene where Jesus meets his mother on the, on his path. And, um, there's this part of the narration that says like, Jesus reaches out, reaches out to her and says like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And then Mary says like, I I love you, my son. And it's like, they're like hands are like almost touching, but not. And it's like right. this really like tender moment of like in complete. Ag- yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Um, but yeah, just like in complete agony, like the love, like a mother has for a son and a mm-hmm. son for his mother. Like I think is so, so seen mm-hmm. in, in Jesus and the Blessed Mother. It's beautiful. Um, and then next up would be Mary Magdalene. Um, and just like a, a quick background on on these stories so that um, if anyone's unfamiliar, just a little recap, but Mary Magdalene was a prostitute and um, she was living, <clears throat> living a life that like she didn't want to be a part of, but she felt stuck and, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, like definitely was miserable. And there are, I mean, Annalise is a theologian here, so if I get anything wrong, please correct me. But, um, but, <laughs> but uh, Jesus like comes upon her, and this this may be a different prostitute. So tell me if I'm wrong. But comes upon her, and um, like the the like law people of the Jews, like I don't know if it's Pharisees, Sadducees, or whatever, are um, maybe oh, man. I don't know. Now I'm like afraid yeah, that I'm telling no, the wrong story. Say, but say, okay, say. I'll just say it. So, anyways, they're like shaming her, and they they like want her to like be punished for being a prostitute. They like mm-hmm. caught her in the, in the middle of adultery. Um, and, but Jesus comes up and like b- basically like saves her, like not only from this punishment, but saves her from her sin and like tells her like, go forth now. You're, you're, I don't know. If, this may not be a time when he says your faith yeah. has saved you, but like, but he says like, you're free of your sin. So like no, now go forth and like live mm-hmm. a good life. And, um, but it was just so amazing. He like swoops in there. But then like after that, Mary Magdalene like remains his disciple and travels with them. And mm-hmm. she's one of the very few people that stuck with Jesus. Like when he went to the cross, when, when mm-hmm. many of his disciples mm-hmm. ran, like she was there. Um, but Jesus came into like the mess that was her life and said like, I'm here with you. And, and like, you don't have, like, you don't have to be miserable forever. Like I see yeah. your heart and I love you. Yeah. All right. Correct the stuff I, I said wrong. Well, I don't, <laughs> I, I actually was sitting here and I was like, mm, I'm not really sure. Cause it sounds a lot like. In John 8, there's a story about a woman caught in adultery. Okay, and maybe it was that one. But, <laughs> I like, I know Mary Magdalene was the one that, like, Jesus, like, cast out the demons in her. Yes, um, yeah. Because, like, when she was, like, deep in prostitution. And, mm-hmm. and so, I don't, this makes me sound like a bad theologian now, but um, <laughs> I don't know for sure. That does sound right to me that, right. like... I feel like it's probably, if it's not exactly that, it's probably a similar story. Yeah. Like, right. Jesus, and even like, if it's wrong, it's still Jesus right. loving on exactly, someone. So, like, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, even the gospel this weekend, I forget mm-hmm. what miracle it was, but mm-hmm. it was the one that said like, your faith has made you well. Right. Um, go, yeah. Go in peace. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? But 
the yeah I think just the thing that's beautiful about Mary Magdalene is like it and this relates kind of similarly to the woman at the well but um like it did it didn't matter what her past was Jesus was willing to say like look if anyone deserves mercy you deserve mercy and um and I want you like to be happy and at peace mm-hmm. um and she really did like become one of the most amazing disciples and he, yeah she followed Jesus everywhere um, yeah girl power huh honestly she was like I might be, other than Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was like, <laughs> I might be the only female disciple, but here I come, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we love her. So next on the list would be uh, Martha and Mary. Oh, I love this story. Mm, the sisters of Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, I th- there may be more than this, but there are two very distinct stories about Martha and Mary in the Bible. And the one is that we often talk about, like, um, Martha is working very hard because she wants to take care of all the people who are at her house to see mm-hmm. Jesus. And Mary is sitting right at the feet of Jesus, listening to, um, listening to him speak. And we hear a lot of times, you know, about like Jesus telling Martha, like Martha, your your sister has chosen the better part, like just to rest yeah. in me. Um, but Martha, then, Martha. what's that? Martha, 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 Martha. That's, he's like, you're anxious about so many things. Yes, and <laughs> and then I'm, I'll be like, I'm Martha. <laughs> I just like imagine. I always think about with this story, like. Martha's just trying to clean the house, you know. Right. Martha's just trying to be a good like she's being a good host, host okay. And Mary, and she's like, Mary, can you help can you me? Like, <laughs> this is your house too. And then she's thinking that Jesus is gonna be like, Yeah, Mary, get off your feet, like get on your feet and start helping. And then get on get your feet. feet. <laughs> and then Jesus is like, Martha, Martha. Yeah. And she's like, Yeah, what? And then he's like, You worry about many things, but Mary has chosen the better part. And Martha's like. Oh, <laughs> yes. But um, but I really like it. So the other time that we like really get to see Martha and Mary is when their brother Lazarus dies and mm-hmm. um, Jesus comes and but he he like comes, quote unquote, too late. But he, he came in his time. He like knew. Um, but Lazarus is already dead and already buried. And when he gets there, like Martha and Mary run up to him and Mary's like, Lord, why you, you're too late. You let our brother die. Like, I know you could have saved him, but you let him die. Um you know, and Jesus is there to, and, and Jesus is like, I love, I love this picture of him because it's very human. Like he's crying. He lost his friend too. Mm -hmm. Um, his friend died and like, he's showing that emotion is there are tears in his eyes and, um, he wants to comfort Martha and Mary and, but he and Martha have this other exchange and Martha shows great faith. And he, I mean, he basically asked her like, do you believe like that I could bring this man back to life? Like, do you believe in the resurrection? And I, he's like, you know, I've told you that like these things are going to come. And, and she says like, I do believe Lord, I believe you can do it. And that moment is so tender and shows like great faith on Martha's part, but also the tenderness of Jesus to want to like heal their hearts and comfort Mm -hmm. them. And he does bring Lazarus back. So, yeah, I've always felt like that story too, just shows like the boldness of a woman asking the Lord things in prayer. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because like all it took was like Martha to say like, Lord, I believe that you can raise this man from the dead. Like I've seen you do like Mm -hmm. miracle. It's like, so for, it's like, I've seen what you've done before and I know that you can do it again. Mm -hmm. And and, like that assurance is, is yeah. So powerful Mm -hmm. in, in the way that we pray. And like, it makes me like, feel like, man, I'm going to ask the Lord for big things. Right, because, I'm going to be bold. Yeah, because like I've seen him do great things for other things, right. like for, in other times. And I've seen what you have done yeah, for, for other people. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. Uh, nobody asked. Nobody asked. But I was watching <laughs> I was watching um, a scene from The Spectacular Now, the movie. There's mm-hmm. a really cute, that I've sent it to you before, the part <laughs> yes. where they're like walking on the road. Uh-huh. And then, um, I love that I part. Love, and, he, and he's like, 
you're absolutely beautiful. And then he kisses her. And then Miles <laughs> Teller. <laughs> I love Miles Teller. And she, that's such a great movie. What a good but movie. I was watching it with Margaret last night. And as, uh, we were uh, watching it on my phone screen. <laughs> and then as soon as the scene ended, I like put my phone down. And I, I looked up and I said, Lord, I have seen what you have done for others. <laughs> Annalisa says that a lot, especially like when we see like cute couples and things. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> I have seen what you have done, and I know you could do it for me. I know that you could do it for me. So good, um, but nobody asked. <laughs> nobody asked. Um, and then before we get to the woman at, at the well, the last one is this is another passage like in the last year or so that has just struck me a lot, and um, it's the story of quote unquote, the woman of the city who was a sinner. And um, mm-hmm. this is from Luke 7, Luke chapter 7, 36 to 50. But, um, you know, like just a brief overview of this one, like the Lord is eating dinner at a Pharisee's house. Um, so like a richer man, a man like of, of faith and like the law. And um, and a woman from the city comes in and like she brings um, this very like rich perfumed oil and um, it you like just know that it has to be the best of whatever she has because she's poor and um, like all she, she brings this and then like with her tears, she washes the Lord's feet, um, Mm -hmm. dries them with her hair. She kisses his feet and then like anoints them with this oil and she brings the best of what she has. And like Jesus says to these other men, like some of the men are like, like, Lord, why are you letting this woman like touch you? You know, she's from the city. She's unclean. Mm -hmm. Um, Why are you letting her near you? And Jesus says, like, I came here and, like, no one anointed my head. Nobody washed my feet. But this woman came in and she's she hasn't stopped kissing my feet since I've come in here. Mm-hmm. Um, this this uh, passage also just makes me think of adoration. Like, this woman came in and began adoring the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, despite, like, despite her own mistakes, despite, like, the shame of the people around her, like, looking at her. Um, and it's just so beautiful. She came and, like, tenderly cared for the Lord and he saw that, and he loved her so much. Um, yeah. And this is another instance where he says, "Like, go forth, your faith has saved you." Yeah, I love that. I'm I not. That I'm not super familiar with that story, mm-hmm. but that, I, I want to read it now. Uh, it's so good. You and said like it's Luke seven, Luke seven, yeah. Um, I love that one so much. And like, there. Hold on, let me see. Um, sorry, that's okay. Yeah, I ju- I I just think it's like such a tender look at like the Lord, not only like, I'm sure he was like grateful. Cause th- th- some of these things like to us, when we read the Bible, we're like, that's so weird that like she came in and like washed his feet and kissed mm-hmm. them. But, um, like at that time, like in, in this part of the world, like you, well, first of all, like, uh, lots of Jewish law has to do with like being clean when you go in to eat. Um, and you would wash your feet when you came into the room because your feet were dusty from walking all day. And, mm-hmm. um, and then also, if you were, like, being welcomed as a guest into someone's home, they might anoint your head with oil. Um, so, like, those things sound kind of funny, but, like, this person who, like, claimed to, this, you know, the Pharisee claimed to be, like, a holy man and, like, a good host, um, like, did none of these things. But this woman came in and made sure that, like, the Lord was taken care of and mm. she recognized in him that, like, this is God. Yeah. Um, oh, That's awesome. So good. Okay, let's get into the woman at the well. <laughs> so I want Annalisa to share because she's actually the one who told me about this, but I didn't know until last year that we actually, so this is a, a story from the Bible that it, it's not a parable. It's like truly happened. And um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, and in, in the story, like all you hear, like she's called the woman at the well, the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out we actually know her name. Yeah, so I, it's funny. I, I learned a couple of years ago that, the woman at the well is referred to as um, a woman named Fotina. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually in class a couple weeks ago, 
and Scott Hahn was talking about this and I don't remember specifically what the translation means, uh-huh. but they picked that name for her. Like it's not so much that oh, we okay. know for sure that okay. like she was a woman named Fotina, right. but that the name Fotina means, I wonder if I could find it. Um, I would love to know. It means something that's like significant. Th- Thank I you, Scott. S- Fotina name meaning. Um, <laughs> it means enlightened one. Ugh. And um, yeah. I think that, like, going into, like, the discussion on, mm-hmm. like, the woman at the well, I think that that's so cool to, like, keep mm-hmm. in mind that, like, the church has chosen that um, mm-hmm. that name for her because of, like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, like, get too far into it. But, right. But I, like, especially at the end of the, of the par- of, not the parable, yeah, but the, the story passage, yeah. of the passage when she said, like, she goes into the town and she says, like, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. And then um, could this truly be the Christ? And then it says like thousands of people like came to mm-hmm. know Christ because of her witness. And, uh, and so I think, oh, it like literally, gives it's me so chills. good. Yes. I think that like in calling her like St. Fotina, like St. The enlightened one, like mm-hmm. it's like the Lord came and like enlightened her heart and, and mm-hmm. made it so that like so many people came to know him because of her. And I, I, I think that that's like, so amazing. amazing yeah well that's cool i learn i learn more and more about mm-hmm. her every day um do you want to give us like a short or- overview of like um what happens in this story like how jesus comes to meet her yes i would love to um so i can give you some specific uh like theological things from mr would love scott hahn would love it um which was cool for me to learn because it kind of it's it's nice sometimes um i'm taking I'm taking, side note, I'm taking Gospel of John this semester, which is why I'll keep referencing Dr. Scott Hahn because mm-hmm. he's teaching the class. And But nonetheless, um, he always talks about, like, with Scripture, it's cool to know the background because it kind of helps you just, like, totally be in the story. Yeah. Like, to understand, like, it's understand more than just. Understand certain things, right. Yes. Like, um, and so with the woman at the well, um, what was going on was that Jesus and the disciples were traveling. Uh, so they were traveling from the southern region of region of Judea or Judea um and they were going north up to Galilee Mm -hmm. and so typically um like Jewish people do not interact with Samaritans and so like a typical path from Judea to um Galilee would not go through Samaria Mm -hmm. like Samaria is out of the way and so um the fact that like Jesus and the apostles are going through Samaria already shows like intention on the Lord's part that like Mm -hmm. he knew like that he was going to meet oh yeah he did this on purpose yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so um he's going from Judea. He goes through Samaria to get to Galilee. That's like where the, the path is. And, um, at the hour that he meets the woman at the well, it says it was the sixth hour, which, uh, this is like so theological, but I just think it's really cool. And <laughs> someone out there listening is going to think this is awesome. And so it's at the Probably sixth. Adam. Yeah. It's so true. Adam, if you're listening, Adam. you're, you're going to love this. So he meets the woman at the well at the sixth hour. And it's important to like note the sixth hour and, this like rocks my world when Scott Hahn said it, but because the hour during the crucifixion that Jesus dies is the sixth hour. And so, so is it like 3 PM, like in the afternoon or like something like that? Yeah. Something I think so, but yeah. it, it's like the, the specific, like it's in John, like it's referenced as like the sixth hour in, wow. in John four with the one at the well oh, and in John 19 at the crucifixion. Yeah. And so like, what does that mean? Like, I think that this story is just further Testament that it's directly related to the salvation of man. Mm. And, um, which is so cool. Like, <laughs> because yeah, then you think like he meets the woman at the well, the woman at the well comes to know the Lord. And like, she's representative of like all of Samaria who is like mm-hmm. not in like communion with like the Jewish Jesus, people. Without, yeah. yeah. And so that's like background, background, background. And 
so sixth hour, he comes into this well, which men don't get water from the well. So the woman's sitting there and she's probably already like, why the heck why are, are you, you here? here? And then um, Jesus comes up and he's like, can you give me a drink? And uh, <laughs> and the woman's like, uh, what? And you ask a drink of me? A me, a woman. Um, and it's like, it's not just the fact that he's the Lord, but I think like, it's just so striking that she's like, why are you here? You're Jewish and you're a man. Like, and it's the hottest part of the day. Yes. You like, don't have a jug. Exactly. And so then I'm just pulling up the, I want to like get one of the words, right? That she says, um, cause then there's something really cool theologically. Um, okay. So the woman comes and she, Jesus says, give me a drink. And then the Samaritan woman says like, how could a Jew ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman? Because mm-hmm. like, she is so used to people like completely ignoring her. Like mm-hmm. not just. Yeah, not just, like, not being, like, kind to her. Like, completely, like, she is an outcast. Like, Mm -hmm. a Samaritan woman. And she goes to this well every day. It's hard work, like, to get this water for her family. And um, Jesus says, if you knew the gift of God and and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Okay, so this is where some fancy words come into play. Um, So when Jesus says this, he, the Greek word is zoe. He says, like, I, like... If you would have known, he would have given you Zoe. Zoe, and that means living water. But what the woman at the well takes it to mean is zone. And zone is another Greek word, which just means like flowing water. It just means like. Right, like the fresh water. Like, yeah, like fresh water. And so when Jesus says like, I would have, like he, he would have given you living water. The woman's like, sir, you don't have anything to get water from the well with. Like you have no bucket. Like Mm -hmm. the well is deep. deep. Like the water is not like flowing. Like, what do you mean? Like this, like flowing water. And then, so she's thinking like, he's just talking about like flowing water and Jesus is talking about like something so much bigger. And that's why he says, um, like everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst. And it will spring up to waters of eternal life. And mm-hmm. so like Zoe is talking about like the waters of eternal life. And suddenly like the woman at the well is like, whoa, okay. Like I want that water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's so cool. Like Dr. Han talks about, like, it's so interesting that there's a word play going on mm-hmm. with Jesus there where like he's telling her from the beginning, like, I want to give you eternal life. And she like does not understand because like in the worldly sense, like that is so foreign. Like, right. She's like, what are you talking about with water? Like, you know, but like water is so symbolic (laughs) of like salvation and Mm -hmm. um, baptism. And so that's just like another like side tangent. But then this is my favorite part (laughs) when Jesus says like, okay, I'll give you the water, but go and call your husband. Yeah. And then the woman says like. Sneaky man. The woman says like, <laughs> I don't have a husband. And then Jesus says, you're right. <laughs> you have five husbands. And then he says, and he whom you know now have is not your husband. Um, and this, this is so, okay. So she's, he <laughs> says that she has five husbands, right? And she's like. She or knows she like, has had five or she husbands. has had five husbands. And then Jesus says, but the one that you have or the one that you have now, you do not like have yet. Like, mm-hmm. um, and what is Jesus talking about? Jesus is talking about him being her, his, her like sixth wife or oh my gosh. sixth wife, oh my gosh. her sixth spouse, her, her sixth spouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Jesus as the bridegroom, which, oh my gosh, I'm getting like, we love Jesus I'm getting so sidetracked because there's like a, literally so much to mm-hmm. it, but yeah, basically like. Jesus is saying, like, I'm going to save your life. Like, I'm going to give you eternal life right here, right now. Like, if mm-hmm. you, like, 
if you believe me, if you choose to follow me, like I will change everything for you. Like I will take on and I will be the bridegroom to you. And like, Mm. I want to give you this and I want to give my life for you. And like, that's what he's saying when he's like, you're and who you have now, you do not have yet. Like you do not truly know. And, Mm -hmm. um, and she's like, so imagine, I'm imagining like someone says to you, yeah, I know that you don't have a husband because you've had five husbands. Mm -hmm. Like her instinct you would think would be, well, who told you that? Right. You know, like someone's a gossip or right. like, but she looks at him and says like, sir, like you must be a prophet. Mm-hmm. And which is already cool that she's like noticing that there's something different about this man, that he's not just like a man who's heard about her. Like mm-hmm. he seems to be like a man that knows. And, um, she's talking about like the worship and that Jesus says like, we'll get to a place where like, we won't just only right. worship on a, mount- on a mountain. Like we'll worship, um, in a whole new way. And, mm-hmm. um, the woman says the mess- he she knows that the Messiah is coming and Jesus says I am He and it's I the think best part uh, and yeah and then she goes out into the town following like she runs like leaves her water behind like mm-hmm. leaves everything and just goes into the town and starts yelling to people who like did not even acknowledge her before like people that mm-hmm. didn't show a care in the world towards her and she's screaming and she's saying like come see a man who told me all I ever did and I just I find this part to be like the most moving for me because like a woman who's been like in affairs, a woman who's been in like all these different relationships who you would think would just be embarrassed, like to be called out. But, but the Lord like saw her and, and told her like who she was like in his eyes. And, mm-hmm. and so she takes that and like goes on to town, like unafraid to just say like, I like this man told me everything I've ever done. Like mm-hmm. this truly must be the Christ. Like mm-hmm. there's just no other way to like reason it. And yeah, I just think that, it's so powerful because I think always like, what do we want? And, and this like kind of mm-hmm. brings in like your poem uh, or not your poem, mm-hmm. but the, the poem, the yeah. poem um, mm-hmm. like to be seen is to be known and to be known or to be yeah. loved is to be seen and to be seen is to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever it is um, <laughs> to be known is to be loved. Yeah. To know what he's, Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, um, but I think like at the end of the day, like people, you know, like we hide parts of ourselves cause we don't want people to like see the bad parts of us. Um, and I think like, what I learned in, in this passage is that what we're really afraid of is not that we're going to like let people see the bad parts of us, but that like they'll see the parts of us and like hold it against us. Like Mm -hmm. that it'll be a bad thing. Like Mm -hmm. that they're not going to love us if they see like every parts of us. Um, and then like, I think the Lord just proves right here, right there. Like when he says like, I know that you've had five husbands, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm the Messiah, like I'm going to change everything for you. And I think that like what, what this does for me and I, and for the woman is just like, oh my gosh, like you see every part of me and like, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Like you're not like, it's not judgmental. It's not. He's like, I actually do know you like every, cause, cause I, while you were saying that, I was just kind of thinking to myself, like a wound of many like women and men, I think, but, um, a wound in many women is that like, if I do let someone actually know me, not just like the stuff that I show everyone, like that I choose, if they yeah. actually know me, they're going to hate me. They're right. going to reject me. Like there's no way that this person, and she even says that like, oh, actually, no, that's part of the poem. But she says like, um, there's no way that someone like you could love someone like me, something mm-hmm. like that. And, um, but like Jesus literally, like not only did he know, like you've had five husbands and the person you're living with now is not your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not only did he know that surface level stuff that everyone in her town knew, like, right. it's one of the reasons she came to the well at midday was that, or yeah, whatever, was because she avoided those people because right. they were constantly shaming Talk, her yeah, and shaming, talking about mm-hmm. her. Um, 
like all of those people knew that already. So like, but Jesus didn't only know that he knew like what it has done to her heart and the ways that it has like made her cynical and made her, um, yeah, just like hurt her in so many ways. But he was like, I do know all of that. I know like your soul and I love it and I love mm-hmm. you. Um, so that's just, insane. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's like so much to be said. Mm-hmm. I would love if you would, um, like tell everyone about that, the spoken word video. Oh, we are definitely, okay, and good. I'm going to read it at the end oh, if that's okay. Yes. Yes. I'm going to read. So yeah. Thank goodness. I know this like seems like a lot of like, um, just like a lot of background about the story, mm-hmm. but I think, and I've got even more to add. So hold on to your butts. Like it's just what <laughs> makes the story so much better. Right. Like, like it's it's already a moving story, but to know like just how intentional Jesus was, like to meet her, um, it it you, like the context makes it just that more fruitful and that more beautiful. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just briefly before I get into the rest of this like background stuff, um, yeah, there's this spoken word poem that I watched in religion class in high school, and um, like religion classes in my high school, like we're not the top tier. But mm-hmm. this poem has stuck with me since then. And, like, this is another thing that, like, when I, like, want prayer or, like, maybe I'm, like, I just want to I just want to cry right now. <laughs> I'll, like, pull this video up. And basically it's this spoken word poem. And um, the poem is called A Woman of No Distinction. And um, the girl who performs it. And there, there, you can actually find several performances. But this one has, like, kind of always stuck with me. Um, she just has a very powerful way of, like, delivering this. And, like, when you... Like, she's even, um, she almost looks a little bit rough, like, not really that much, but um, looks like someone who's, like, been through hard times in life, Mm -hmm. and then you watch her, like, saying this, and um, it's so powerful, like, it always gives me chills, but it's it's her having a conversation with the Lord, and um, her, like, thinking to herself, like, yeah, why would you ask a drink of me? Um, uh, It's really good, but I'm going to read the whole thing at the end, if that's okay with you guys, because... It, it's like always moves me just mm-hmm. to imagine myself in that place. Like you were saying, yeah. like you put your place in, you put yourself in that place and um, it's beautiful. But yeah, um, I think like putting yourself in the place too. Like I think with that line, like um, I know like you have five husbands. Like yeah. I just think about like, what's the worst part of you? Like yeah. the part that like you don't <laughs> talk about, yes. like, and imagine that like in that part of the story that like Jesus right. says, like, I know because, and yes. then like whatever it is, like fill in the blank. Yes. And then like, what would your reaction be? Like, oh man, I like, that's like such an interesting thing to think about because yeah, when I put my, I, mean, I have not have had five husbands. Right. I haven't even right. had a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, like man, yeah, me that's <laughs> not, that's not like the thing that I struggle with, but like, so there, there are things and like, this is something I've heard like a couple of times in the last few years, but like, so there are things that we like share with the most like intimate person in our life, like a husband and wife, like they they share things with one another that nobody else knows. Mm-hmm. But even like that husband and that wife have things within themselves that they only share with God. Like mm-hmm. there are conversations and prayers that you only have with God and, and it's only for the two of you. Um, and I just think like there are parts in myself, like sins that I've committed and like things that things that I really don't like about myself that only God knows and like, if someone came up to me and I and I didn't know it was the Lord, and right. they were like, "Hey, remember like this part of yourself that like truly hurts, like for you." I don't. I mean, I don't know what. I'd probably start breaking down, crying. Like, right. And right. and much like this woman, I'd be like, "You must be the Lord." Like, right. She, I mean, she originally thought like he was the prophet, but I'd be like, "You have to be." Like, nobody like, else. There's no knows other this. way. Yeah. Right. So how like how special and pr- probably painful? It was definitely painful for her for mm-hmm. him to be like, "I know these things about you." Like, um. 
uh, just so powerful. So yeah, oh, um, so good. So yeah, I just have a couple of more things to add to like the background. And one of the things is that like so this woman of Samaria, like um, and in case you've never heard like these terms, Samaria was another region in the area. Um, in like, I mean, what would we even call the area where like the Lord was from? Just like Israel. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, I don't know. But Jerusalem. Yeah, Jerusalem was the city. But, um, (laughs) but anyway, so the Samaria, the Samaritans, um, they, they like also their faith like descended from like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And they saw Jacob as like their, um, kind of like father in faith. And in fact, the well that they drink from is Jacob's well. He, Mm -hmm. he dug this well. And so it's, it's like really special to them, sacred to them. Um, but the, mountain in Samaria I think it's called Genesaret but that could be wrong so anyone can correct me (laughs) um they believed that this is where they worship the Lord like they Mm -hmm. they go here to pray um the Israelites the Jews they prayed um in Jerusalem in the mountain that's in Jerusalem at the temple um so um so yeah these these two faiths are kind of opposed to one another because they they just had a couple of different beliefs and the uh the Jews believed we worship in Jerusalem Mm-hmm. And the Samaritans believe we worship here. Um, so Jews passing through this town, like, they're not even supposed to, like, breathe the same air as right. each other. Um, it, it's supposed to, like, it would make Jesus unclean to breathe this air of this Samaritan woman. So that is super significant. Like Annalisa was saying, like, he he knew exactly what he was doing. Like, when you read the passage, it's, it seems like, oh, they just happened upon this yeah. well. Right. And the his disciples went to get him food. But... Um, but he came here at a, a very specific time of day. He knew she would be there. Um, like I said before, he was there. What she was there in the middle of the day, the hottest part of the day, when the water mm-hmm. is very hot. Like mm-hmm. this is not the cleanest and coolest water. Um, but she came because if she went in the morning when all the other women came, they would have isolated her. They would have been talking about her and shaming her. Um, so she comes alone like every day. Um, so Jesus very intentionally came at this time. And I'm, I'll probably reference this a little bit more later, but there's a scene in The Chosen. I don't know if anybody mm. watches The Chosen, but yeah. um, beautiful TV show. But also, like, this this specific scene, like, I, like, lost my mind the first time I watched it. I was, mm-hmm. like, crying so hard. But he, like, sa- she says, you picked the wrong person. And he says, don't you know, I came to Samaria just to meet you. you. Like, uh, <laughs> like, you only. I came here to meet you. And oh. I, I strongly, I'm going to link the episode and well basically just the clip in the show notes but mm-hmm. I really strongly recommend you watch this it's so moving and I think like we obviously none of us were there to like see this interaction but I believe that like it went a little something like it this is, and yeah um yeah he, he said I came to Samaria just to see you like I'm here mm-hmm. for you um and like how unexpected and like different that is where she's right like, nobody she's has like, nobody, nobody looks com- at yeah, me no yeah one sees and you me. came here to see me yeah right like it's like I don't be- how yeah. could that be true yeah. Um, so, right. And then, okay, so you were saying before, like, she goes forth and she says, he told me everything about me. He told me about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, again, like, not only did he know that surface stuff, but this is something I like about the episode in The Chosen is um, he goes more into depth. He says, like, your first husband and whatever his name was, like, and this is when she kind of starts to say, like, oh, wow, Whoa. you're not you're not just someone here to, like, shame mm-hmm. me. Like, you know. Um but he like tells her these specific things about like her previous husbands. And, but then he says like, and I know what this did to your heart. Like mm. this made you never trust like men again. Um, and then, and then he's like, your second husband was the best man you've ever known. But because of your wounds, like, you know, you sent him away, you isolated yourself from him. And, 
And she's like, whoa, (laughs) what the heck? Like, how do you know all these things? And like, how do you know what it did to my heart? Um, And then she's saying like, I know that the Messiah is coming. Mm -hmm. And, and he says to her, I am he. And as far as I know in the Bible, like I, I've heard this somewhere before. It could be wrong again, again, if I ever say anything theologically wrong, I'm so sorry, but correct (laughs) me. Um, But it's, if not the first time, one of the only times that Jesus explicitly reveals to somebody that he is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that, you know, where we're just kind of speaking about like the intimacy that Jesus has with certain like of his women disciples, like um, to share this with her, which he, he had not yet told his disciples, like, yes, because he'll, he'll, he'll say like before he'll be like, um, who do people say that I am? Yeah. Who do you say yeah. that I am? And yeah. kind of like implicitly or yeah. So he implies like, yes, I am like uh, the Messiah. But to her, he says like, I am he and I'm here for you. Like Mm -hmm. I'm here for your soul and I love you. And that is just amazing. And I love, I love being able to be like, yeah, God told that to a woman. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Um, at the well, which is like something that really was like for women. Like, right. Exactly. Like he came here to find her, like, and you know, I put myself in that place. Like he came to find me and he revealed himself to me. Yeah. Like that is, that's as intimate as it can get. And like, he did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, He wanted to reveal this to a woman and he knew like the impact that it would have. That chosen episode is so good. You have to go watch it. If if you've never seen it. I love the part where she like throws her like buckets down. When she finally realizes it with her arms up in the air. Yes. She like, yeah, she leaves her water. These people are like kind of coming up the hill as she's, as she's leaving to go to town. And they're like, you forgot your water. And Mm -hmm. she's like, he come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Uh-huh. And like, she's like, he's the Christ. He, and she tells Jesus, like, I'm going to tell everyone. everyone. Yeah. Oh, I love that part. It's so good. I love that part so much. But, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's just such a beautiful interaction. And like, yeah, we think to ourselves, like if somebody really knew me, they wouldn't love me. Like, right. um, but like there is someone who there already is someone who does know you, knows everything about you and like loves you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, more than anyone else could so I just love it yeah um oh, me too yeah because it's really like no one everyone wants to be seen everyone mm-hmm. wants to be known everyone wants to be loved right. but like but there's fear yeah like what we're really afraid of is that like we're going to be seen and not loved mm-hmm. and I think that that's like the key here is that like Jesus sees and loves mm-hmm. Jesus sees and loves Period. like yeah. that's it facts no printer mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, go and watch the chosen scene. Um, we're gonna link it mm-hmm. and go and watch um, the spoken word video. That's we're gonna put a link mm-hmm. to the YouTube video in there too. But I'm also gonna read it. But I think like I think you should watch it yourself because she she actually knows how to do spoken word. Like she knows how to deliver it. And I'm pretty much just gonna read it. But um, it's just it's wonderful and it's um, just a way for us to connect closer to the Lord. Like if that's something that you want to bring to prayer, like I strongly recommend it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to read it now, unless you Woo! have any more comments. No, not right now. I don't think so. Okay, perfect. And then we'll wrap it up. So the poem is called A Woman of No Distinction. I am a woman of no distinction, of little importance. I'm a woman of no reputation, save that which is bad. You whisper as I pass by and cast judgmental glances, though you don't really take the time to look at me or even get to know me. For to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. Otherwise, what's the point in doing either one of them in the first place? I want to be known. I want someone to look at my face and not just see two eyes, a nose, a mouth, and two ears, but to see all that I am and could be, 
all my hopes, loves, and fears. But that's too much to hope for, to wish for, or pray for. So I don't. Not anymore. Now I keep to myself, and by that I mean the pain that keeps me in my own private jail. The pain that's brought me here at midday to this well. To ask a drink, to ask for a drink is no big request, but to ask it of me, a woman unclean, ashamed, used and abused, an outcast, a failure, a disappointment, a sinner. No drink passing from these hands to your lips could ever be refreshing, only condemning, as I'm sure you condemn me now. But you don't. You're a man of no distinction, though of the utmost importance. A man with little reputation, at least so far. You whisper and tell me to my face what all those glances have been about, and you take the time to really look at me but don't need to get to know me. For to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And you know me. You actually know me. All of me and everything about me, every thought inside, every hair on top of my head, every hurt stored up, every hope, every dread, my past and my future, all I am and could be. You tell me everything. You tell me about me. And that which is spoken by another would bring hate and condemnation, Coming from you brings love, grace, mercy, hope, and salvation. I've heard of one to come who could save a wretch like me, and here in my presence you say, I am he. To be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And I just met you, but I love you. I don't know you, but I want to get to. Let me run back to town. This is way too much for just me. There are others, brothers, sisters, lovers, haters, the good and the bad, sinners and saints, who should hear what you've told me, who should see what you've shown me, who should taste what you gave me, who should feel how you forgave me. For to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And they all need this too. We all do need it for our own. So good. <laughs> uh, like it always, always makes me want to cry because there's just like something so unexpected about like somebody loving us like that. Mm -hmm. um, I love that passage. And I love that poem. I love the part, like the my past, my future, all I am and, all, and could yeah. be. Like you tell me. You tell everything. me about me. You yeah. tell me about me. Oh. Oh, that like got me yes. choked up. And I, I think what I'm really struck by, like in the story and like it, it really like emphasized that I think in this poem is that like when you, when you hear about the goodness of God, when you truly experience the Lord in your life, like it's too good to keep it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I think is so beautiful is that like, she didn't even care that, like, the people of the town, like, treated her so badly. Mm -hmm. Like, she heard this and was like, I have to tell them. Yeah. Like, I have to tell them that this is here. Mm -hmm. And, like, he is, he's real and he's good and he's, it's happening right now. Like, I just think that that's such a testament to the power of God and, mm -hmm. and that, yeah, to, like, truly experience, like, the Lord's love is, like, to look back and say, like, I can't even care that like other people have done X, Y, Z to me. Like mm -hmm. this message, like this, this love, like this encounter is too good. It's to too keep much it. for yeah, just me. Too yeah. much for just me. And I thought, I think like, yeah, the way that it's phrased here is like so, so good. Like, yeah. um, let me run back to town. Like there's others, brothers, sisters, like haters. Like it's like everyone, everyone like, has to, I yeah, can't, this like, is for I don't everyone. even care. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care what they've done. Like, I just care about like how I feel now and how I like know that like everyone should feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I when I'm reading this, like sometimes I stop right after the part where she says, like, I'm going to go to town. I have to tell everyone. But if you keep reading, like I've tried to imagine what it was like for her to go into town. Like I imagine her going into the square where everybody is and like just saying, like, 
come and see this man. And here's everyone like knowing who she is and knowing Mm -hmm. what she's done. And they're like, oh my gosh, like here, here comes her again. Like, how can she be telling us to come and like meet the Messiah? Like she, she's a sinner, like, Mm -hmm. and she's unclean. Um, we know about her and, but she was, she's like, I don't care. Like I'm going to tell people. Yeah. And the more she talks to them, like they, they start to say like, okay, like maybe there's something here. We need to, we need to listen to this guy. We need to go talk to this guy. And they, they come to Jesus, listen to him talking, listen to him praying. And at the end they say like, they, they say to the woman at the well, like it's no longer because of your witness that we believe, but we have seen it for ourselves. But how amazing is it that like she, she moved them enough and like was convicted enough that they came to see for themselves mm-hmm. and then they were moved by the Lord, which is in general with evangelization, like that's what we want to do too. Totally, We share what we've experienced, but then like that person has to encounter the Lord themselves and like he's, he's ready to encounter them when they are. Um, yeah. So it's just so good. Yeah. Cause it's like the power of witness is like, it's just the pathway to bring people to encounter. Cause mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's awesome to hear stories and like they're really touching and moving. But like ultimately, like what does witness do? Like it puts people in a position where yeah. like they feel like they mm-hmm. the Lord can do the same thing for them. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I uh, I think that that's exactly why they say like witness is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like people learn more from witnesses than than just teachers. And I think it's because like if I can truly see like the way that the Lord has changed your life, like mm-hmm. maybe there's part of me that wants to believe He could do it for me too. Mm-hmm. And um, at least gets the foot in the door. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so good. good. I feel like what um, I always think with scripture, like there's a, that song that's like, I don't even know what the song's called, but it's like, <laughs> what we love about you is that there's always more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like with scripture, it's a similar notion where it's like, like Dr. Han talks about, like he's been like a student of the, of the word for how, like, gosh, years, I, don't decades, I don't even know, yeah. like decades. And like, he was like, it's still every time I read, like it's I get something new and, mm-hmm. and something else is shown to me and I learn something else and it changes like my whole look on the story. And mm-hmm. I think that that just shows like the power, like how much the Lord works through scripture for us. And so I think, yeah, there's like a million gazillion different things we could have said. And, right. Like, we pop, can like keep going. Yeah, we yeah. can keep going. <laughs> and I think that in some ways this is kind of just like a starting point where it's like if maybe if you haven't ever read The Woman at the Well before, like maybe mm-hmm. this is like just an encouragement to like pray with this today. Like Mm -hmm. maybe like sit and just like read it and see like, what does it bring to mind? Like, what does it make you feel like? Mm -hmm. Don't worry about like all the theological background. Like just read the story, like hear what like the Lord says and like, what does it do to your heart? Like, what does it Mm -hmm. stir in you? Like bring to mind and, and just see where it takes you. Cause I think, yeah, there's a lot of power in like praying with scripture and reading scripture and like Mm -hmm. coming to know like that, what the Lord says to the woman at the well, the Lord says to us. Mm -hmm. And like, um, I think that that like rings true like throughout all of like um, scripture and and yeah it just like that radically changes my life and and mm-hmm. has had like such an impact and so that's yeah. my encouragement yeah absolutely go read it go watch them yeah go watch it go watch the chosen go watch the chosen y'all <laughs> it is sp- pretty dang good watch the chosen read the spoken or watch the spoken word yeah uh, all of it read that's the Bible. Your, that's your homework <laughs> for next week yeah all of them. <laughs> and co- and comment on our Instagram post and let us know when you did it. <laughs> yes, and let us know what you did. <laughs> well, thank you for everyone who listened today. And special thanks to Deacon Bob Rice for letting us use this podcast studio. For all of you who are Christian or for those of you who pray, we'd love if you could offer up in prayer this week. Um, a special intention of mine uh, for all of my clients, for any woman who feels like she's an outcast or that she's unworthy, um, just that the Lord would encounter her there. Um, and for my Grammy. 
And we would love to pray for you. So please reach out to us on our social media. Follow us on Instagram at she's not too loud or email us at she's too loud 21 at gmail.com. And feel free to send episode suggestions and prayer intentions to these accounts. And if you've ever been made to feel like who you are is too much, just remember you are never too much. You are more than enough. And you are brave, strong, and beautiful. Your besties, Annalisa and Shelby, bestie vibes only. Now looky, looky, looky here Listen up, all you dorks and geekers Uh, Turn up the volume on your buds and speakers Two girls, fresh pair, like genuine sneakers Breath of fresh air for you goons and freakers Just two girls, too cush, too good to be shush Two queens, two clowns, she's too loud to turn down If it's too loud, y'all, then I definitely mean it These ladies put the G in feminine genius What? What?